Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Mark Glundon and this is the Evening Standards Tech and Science Daily. Coming up... With Twitter, ISIS have got around 25,000 sympathetic accounts. What more can social media firms do in the battle against Taliban and ISIS propaganda? And how's the crypto dream going in El Salvador? First, to the situation in Afghanistan and cybersecurity analysts are urging social media companies to act faster in the battle against digital extremist content and hashtags that spread so fast online. It's the usual platforms being used, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, to glorify violence and and give the audience perhaps an idea that the group are more powerful than actually it is. That's Richard Bingley, Chief Executive of Global Cyber Academy. With Twitter, ISIS have got around 25,000 synthetic accounts. These accounts get something to the tune of 17 million retweets. What's your analysis of how the Taliban will use the images from recent events as propaganda content? And so all the images of that, of people leaving, of equipment being left, uh, will be used in film footage to essentially recruit and promote not just the Taliban, you know, as a political entity as it now, but it will be used to promote armed insurgency against other um, regimes they don't like. And what more would you like to see social media firms do? It seems to me that um, it should almost be automatic that if these sort of grisly images are uploaded or certain references to repeated words and hashtags, if, if they are published, there should be sort of immediate takedown of them. In a statement, Twitter responded that there's no place for terrorist organisations, violent extremist groups or individuals who affiliate with and promote their illicit activities. The social network adds it takes enforcement action against content accounts, trends and tweets that violate its rules. Next, the crypto dream suffered a nightmare start in El Salvador as Bitcoin saw its heaviest losses in over two months, causing chaos not just online but on the street too. Central American country was the first to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, but after hitting a near four-month high of almost $53,000, the digital currency plunged to a shade over $46,500. Analysts suggested the sharp retreat was partly due to investors who had bought on the rumour of El Salvador's move now selling. Home Secretary Priti Patel has urged G7 nations to back the UK's approach in holding tech giants to account if harmful content continues to be posted on their platforms. Patel has warned social media companies they must take children's safety as seriously as they do their bottom line at a meeting of the G7 interior ministers. It comes as a new Safety Tech Challenge fund was launched in a bid to tackle child sexual abuse online, including keeping children safe when using end-to-end encrypted messaging services. 
next. Despite Amazon coining it in from Britain's online shopping boom during the pandemic, new figures reveal the firm paid just £3.8 million in corporation tax last year than it did in 2019, while its total UK arms corporation tax payment was £18.3 million came as the group's revenues passed £20 billion. As Britain's stuck-at-home were ordering in record numbers on Prime, the Fair Tax Mark campaign group told The Guardian that Amazon's figures were more smoke and mirrors. But the retailer says despite its UK sales going through Luxembourg, all British taxes are paid directly to HM Revenue and Customs. Next, Tim Peake, the first British astronaut to walk in space, has been reimagined as a comic book character to try and get more children interested in science beyond our own planet. Peake is a character called Orbital in the new comic book called The STEM Squad, which highlights the work of prominent people working in science, technology, engineering and maths. The project comes after research found most young readers did not realise comic book characters like Peter Parker, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner are scientists or engineers. Let's go to the ads now. Stay with us for a groundbreaking study looking at links between childhood obesity and asthma medication and if the march of the robots is coming for our jobs. But why not give us a follow in the meantime? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Research has found asthmatic children are less likely to respond to inhaled steroids if they are overweight or obese, leading to more frequent asthma attacks. Scientists at Amsterdam University Medical Center say the data is the first to examine genetic variants linked to body mass index. Researchers say their findings shed light on why some children may not be responding to their steroid inhaler as expected and can help inform more personalized treatments. And finally... With our fears about the march of the robots, could they actually help rescuers access hard-to-reach disaster zones or even tend farmers' fields amid a post-Brexit worker shortage? Dr Dimitrios Kanoulas, robotics and computation lecturer at University College London, is adding cognition software or thinking skills to a robot dog to help it undertake technical tasks as part of the RoboHike project. The whole purpose of RoboHike is to allow legged robots to go to dangerous or hard to reach areas or help humans in dangerous or uh, difficult tasks. So what is cognition being added to make these robots autonomous? 
the whole cognition thing is about how to allow robots learn by themselves what they have to do and how. The UCL project has just been awarded a share of a £113 million government innovation grant to help the next stage of their research. You are up to date. We're back with another bulletin on Thursday at 1pm. And why not come back at 4pm for the Leader Podcast for news, interviews and analysis from the Evening Standard here in London. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.